0: All right, social media family, thank you once again for joining us for another installment, Lesson 9 of the Christian Philosophy Series. Now, I think this one is going to be a little spicy because the, the subtitle is Social Issues. Christians Must Speak Up. Christians Must Speak Up. Social Issues. Now, somebody might hear that and want to click off right now. But the question we want to ask, just to begin, you know, when you hear that word "social issues," what comes to mind? You mean
1: with specific issues?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, what are social issues?
2: Abortion.
1: Yeah, that would be. A big I was one. gonna say that. All All right, to
2: say that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Abortion. Any other ones? Well, today is policing, abortion. What else is there? I
3: mean, same sex marriage. Yeah, same mm-hmm. same sex marriage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, marriages in general. Um, Welfare. Yeah. Entitlements. Yeah. I,
4: you know, also. Whether Christians should vote or not, you know, that's always the thing. It's like, you, know, you hear someone like, "Oh no, we shouldn't get involved. We should just pray," and some are like, "Yeah, you need to take action. You, need to, you know, like it's two extremes on that, you know, okay. <laughs> to vote or not to vote, I guess."
0: Okay. Okay. Now, the interesting thing about this lesson, there is no outline for this, so we are going to be even more creative than we <laughs> than we normally are. <laughs> you got know. the gloves
2: and the towel and everything. Yeah.
0: I didn't give him a bucket of ice, but yeah. Where's the referee? Yeah. All right. I will be civilized. All right. So I guess, I guess we can start then with what Terry had mentioned. Welfare, entitlements. Okay. Welfare and entitlements. Okay. Now. When you get that picture, you hear that word entitlement, what does that mean to you? What comes to mind?
2: Benefits that the state gives you if you qualify, I think. Okay.
5: Okay. <clears throat> I guess entitlement, probably speaking from a Christian perspective and in the kingdom, is probably not a as long as you're thinking of yourself as not yourself, but in Christ, it's probably a positive, but in the world, it's probably more of a negative connotation. I mean, the things that comes to mind is um, not, you know, not wanting to work for what you get, looking for a handout when you don't want to, maybe, and you, you have the ability to work. And, you know, Scripture talks about, you know, don't work, don't eat.
2: I don't think that the, the, the entitlements are a big problem. I think the big problem are, the like you were talking about, the people that abuse entitlements. You know, like you're reading the paper sometime about somebody who's, Collecting welfare in five different names, and they they have they've gotten two hundred thousand bucks in the last two years. That's what kind of ticks me because that comes out of your paycheck,
4: you know. Yeah, me too. Like when you see somebody, I say this lightly because of my job choice, but buying with food stamps when you're in certain grocery stores, and you will see, like you know, you know, you see the expensive purses, expensive clothing, and you know it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's frustrating
2: sometimes. The yeah. worst one I had, I was in a Seven Eleven, and a lady went and got herself a big drink and a big bag of chips. And she handed the guy a welfare card. He said, they won't pay for that. She goes, well, too bad. I already ate and drank. What are you going to do about oh, it?
6: Oh, my God!
2: She, had it. she set him up, and she walked out with it. Oh, and wow. uh, there was a military guy there running out behind her saying, you cheat, I paid for that with my money, now you're stealing it from from me. I mean, he was giving a reading near the of the riot act. But that was the worst one I saw. I, that, that just
3: made me angry. And what Kevin was saying, I mean, from Chris's point of entitlement, um, we entitled to it because Jesus paid for it all. So, that's why we're entitled. He paid the price for that.
0: Okay. Alright, all right, so... What if that lady said to you, Hey, leave me alone. Jesus paid for it all. Really? He paid for that slurping and those chips. No, I'm just talking about as far as what he paid
3: for through the blood. I won't talk about it, <laughs> Yeah, i heard talk about, talking what, about,
6: I heard talk about <laughs> Jesus. But,
3: so I'm talking about that as far as that concerned. Yeah, right. But as far as the neglect he like said, the world, yeah, I mean, there's I was reading scriptures um this week and talking about, hey, okay. God bless what your hands do. Put yeah. your hands. He blesses the hands that work.
6: Yeah, you know like what I'm saying? The so, the yeah,
3: therefore, hey, we should be doing something. I think those entitlements, to... though, are a blessing from God.
2: I grew up with, with a lot of uh, kids that didn't have a dad in the house, and they had, like, a bunch of brothers and sisters. And if they weren't getting welfare, those kids would have went hungry. So I, I, there's a good there's a good benefit that comes to people that aren't abusing it, you know. I always felt that yeah. way too
4: the way I was brought up, the way I learned. I did a Christian based like education, and you know, talk about different things. It's, it's true, you know, like a perfect society. Yes, everybody should help each other. We should take care of our elderly. We should take care of the widows. We should take care of the single women, etc. But then the the kids, but you know, it is good to have a system when an world, but just to be used, you know, wisely, you know. I, I totally but agree. it
1: got messed up when the government took any, got the morality out of it. That's true no. And okay. encouraged people not to marry, so you could have multiple children by various husbands and just collect money on all of them. children! Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was So it, when, it, when it's void of any morality, it goes When I
2: was riding motorcycles, there was a guy who moved out of his house, and he had a wife and two kids. I said, "You guys were getting along. Why'd you leave the house?" He goes, "Well, oh, we still get along." He said, "I had to leave so she could get welfare and I could keep my paycheck to buy a new motorcycle." So that was the, their deal. She went on welfare, and he was still working. But back then, I guess they didn't come after you. Hmm. I'm not, but he had to leave the house for her to get it. If she was in the house, she
0: wouldn't got
7: it. I've heard that that they said some people decide not to marry because. They're going to be penalized mm-hmm. for being married. Say, mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm.
1: if you have That's a military nice. pension, mm-hmm. if if you're one, <laughs> and if you remarry, you lose, you lose it. it. That's horrible.
2: I heard somebody said the other day. You lose mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So some people they just shack up. You
0: know. Mm. All right. So I'm hearing a lot of different things. Right. So it almost sounds like what we're hearing is that. We have a government system that is on on at face value trying to implement a godly principle Mm -hmm. but doing it with no morality guiding the legislation. Right? Okay. All right. So what I'm gonna do, just thinking about this this whole idea of entitlements. Because some people may say, you know, there should be no welfare at all. I mean, I've heard a lot of folks, I mean, just, you know, on on a certain side of the political spectrum, um, talk about that. And then you have the other side, too, of the spectrum. So I want us to look at two different scriptures and I want us to kind of reconcile. Okay, how do I walk in the fullness of what the word is saying? is instructing us, okay? All right, so first, let me go to, well, I'm gonna go to a scripture that I used to hear it carries all the time. Let's go okay. to 2 Thessalonians 3. 2 Thessalonians 3. Okay, and we are going to verse. We going, I'm gonna start at verse seven and go down to verse ten. Ten is our our focus verse, all right. And the King James says, "For you yourselves know how ye ought to follow us." This is the Apostle Paul talking. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you; neither did we eat any man's bread for naught. But wrought with labor and travail night and day, that we might, be, we might not be chargeable to any of you, not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. Verse 10, for even when we were with you, this, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should eat. In the, in the New Living Translation says, even while we were with you, we gave you this command those unwilling to work will not get to eat. In verse 11, I'm going to just gonna add that one too. says, Yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. Okay. So. Non-working busybodies, all right? Now, when we look at this verse, all right, there are a lot of things that can jump out at us. Now, I want us to remember this, and let's go to Proverbs 28, Proverbs 28, Proverbs 28, and we're going to look at verse 27, and I'm going to read that in the Amplified. And it says, He who gives to the poor will never want, but he who shuts his eyes from their need will have many curses. Okay. Okay. Now, we see a clear call to give to the poor and a promised reward for that. And we also see a a warning for shutting our eyes to the needs of the poor. Right. But we just read in Thessalonians, man doesn't work, shall not eat. Now,
2: we're talking about a man who's capable of working that won't work, I
0: think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is it is it that clear? Is yeah, I think so. Probably not.
5: Yeah, I guess it is clear. It's probably, I was thinking it's really not that clear, but you know, you're taking the whole counsel of God, you know, other scriptures, you know, Jesus said the poor, you're going to have ways and and then one parable he was teaching about, I think, where he says, you know, when I was in prison, did you visit me, you know, hungry, did you feed me, and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's, you know, it's clearly that it's going to be some poor people always in the world, and we're to take care of them. But, I mean, the New Living Translation makes it very clear
3: what Jean said, is that those unwilling to work, Right.
2: When I get to eat. No, I think that I think the welfare system is good, and there's a lot of people that are d- deserving of it. You got a woman with five kids, and her husband runs out on her. She's got babies. I mean, what's she going to do? If, if she didn't mm-hmm. have that thing, she'd starve. Right. So, I mean, I think that's that's a, that's from God. I mean, that flow. But <clears throat> so on the other hand, there are the people that abuse it that make the system bad for everybody. But
1: the problem is, is that because the church has neglected to do what it's supposed to do. The government got involved. Yeah, you have to ask yourself. And if it had been up to the church, <laughs> there would have been a certain standard that went with it and and, and done in a, in a position of love that might have drawn those people into the yeah. body. How
2: did the country get to where it was in the 1950s or 60s when they started pushing welfare? Before that, there wasn't any. Like grandma, grandpa, your neighbors would come along and give you stuff, you know?
7: So, not the walls as an issue, you know? Yeah.
2: In fact, when I was a kid, I never had new clothes. I the clothes I had other kids wore down the street. People used to give them to our family. You know? People would come and give us their old stuff.
1: And then that didn't set up that sense of entitlement. You know, like, well, the government owes me. Is it because it was, there was always that sense of gratitude because people were helping, giving, yeah. helping? It was I, very different. I watched old shows
4: where it would be like, I remember one, one we with the father. They we were talking about he had lost his job, and this was back in, like, the 70s. And the wife was like, well, maybe we could try for welfare. And he's like, no, I don't want to lower myself. Like, he didn't want it. He would have, like, ate glass before he had to Yeah, it, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. But that, that, his admission, you know, as a
7: father, I go, like, wow. It's like we were saying that you know, the entitlement is, we told the stories earlier, but it was something I saw. This was really extreme. It happened a few months ago. And Harris Teter, the, the man working the, the area and the meats and the seafood, he's he was so angry. He said, I'm back here working myself really hard. And he goes, and a lady comes in and buys eight hundred dollars worth of crab legs on her EBT card. He said, I was so angry. He said it was only 100 pounds, but still, that's $800. Mm-hmm. She had $1,000 on the card because she was bragging on it. Went up to the front and paid for it. He said, I watched her. He said, I was so angry because I walked out. This is exactly what was said. She walked out and got into a car that was two years old and she drove away. He says, You know, she's not eating all of it. <laughs> he
6: goes,
7: Here I am struggling. You know, I'm trying to feed my family and do the right thing. And she was like, I'm entitled to this. And then um my son he worked at Dollar Dollar Tree and he goes when they got they were allowed to have you know EBT in there, he goes, they'd walk up and have polish nails and he'd be like, it's E B T he goes, before you go like, What's E B T? The car, it's food stamps. Oh, just it. okay, okay. He goes, and they're just it's like you know, I'm in time, it's EBT. He goes, they're bragging, he goes, before me
4: he said they would
7: swipe it like it was a platinum. Pizza. Yeah, that's what he's going
1: like well, I was
2: like when, when I was doing drugs, people used to buy drugs all the time with food stamps. I'm sure.
1: But see, something's lost there because that's not real money to them. There's not not to everybody, but there's not a concept of that whole concept of gratitude, being thankful, being humble awesome. that you're in need and people are helping you, helping you, feeding into your life. It's a whole different thing and whatever we subsidize we get more of. So you begin to subsidize that immorality, encouraging women not to get married, you're gonna get more of it. That's just the principle of life.
3: But I, so I let's subsidize
1: something righteous.
3: <laughs> yeah, I see it on a daily basis of the the appreciation for work has really gone down to oh, diminished. <laughs> I mean, to, to come to work and, you know... Now people right, are admired that right. don't work
2: that has... That right, has and I see it
3: on right. a daily basis. It's just that mindset to work, you know, for eight hours and then, you know, say, okay, yeah, go home. Like you said, has really diminished because people don't appreciate that anymore. It's like, what's we are talking about? It's this entitlement. You know, I'm expected to you take care of me, or, you know, or it's the concept of I don't want to start down here. Right. When I come in the door, I want to be right here. Right. I want to work my way up, you know, to say, hey, you know what, gradually. No, if you're not paying me what she's paying, even though he or she's been 20 years, right. then I got a problem with it. Or I'm out. And so it's like, I, it's just I really it's diminished the mindset um, as far as working in the value of work.
0: And the value of work. Who mm. the word has something
1: to say about the We sound value like of work. we
0: we sound like a bunch of crotchety old people up <laughs> in here today, boy. But I'm um, but and but you know love Terry's point and your point because I I mean I can see that visibly. You know, just with people I talk to, you know, and younger folks because that whole idea of Having a nine to five because you lame if you got a nine to five, right? Right, exactly. You know, um, if you're not a YouTube star, there you go, or or a TikTok star, Mm -hmm. you know, it it, then you know, you're you're just you're you're settling Mm -hmm. if you're you know working a nine to five.
7: This was telling me this the other day too. He said, He was he goes, just think, he goes, there's some, he goes, the kids are making more money. Doing what you're saying, these YouTube things, then their parents are out there working. He goes working hard, and they're actually doing their job. He goes, and they're surpassing their parents, and they're not doing nothing. Because it's like it's you set, said, it's, it's not it's setting so anything.
0: No, I, I will say though, I will say. Now, as far as you know, doing being a a influencer, so to speak, or putting out content, what people don't realize. But the people that are actually making money doing this stuff—they're working. They're putting time in. You—you mm-hmm. you're not—you never going to escape that principle of of, of sowing and reaping. Because mm-hmm. the people that are getting the views, they're getting the likes. Now, they may be doing some questionable things on there. The content may be whatever, but they're still putting in labor. It's time. that's being sold into it. Right, so people that are really red racking up, you know, money and not just faking it. Yeah, but this right. you talking about? But the younger generation look at that as,
3: oh, that's easy. Oh, they are not really what? Well. Oh, you know, so their perception of that is, mm-hmm. like you said, they actually put in the work. You know, to get the results they're getting. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, actually, I was looking at some of they, you know, and, and the guy was saying he's a. His influence. He has this podcast and uh, Christian podcast. But he was saying that you know people when they you know ask to if you want to be a blessing in this ministry, you know, he said people get mad. But he says all this equipment. (laughs) He says this is it costs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so it's like this is not free. What you looking at is not not free. free. So he was saying so, but they beat you up because you just you know. About on to something, people look at you like, oh, "Okay, well, you being greedy?" Said, "No, okay, all that you see here, it costs money. It's not free." Mm-hmm. So, like I said, but they look at that and say, oh, that's easy. I want to do that." It's not the not really all the work that goes into what they're doing. Right.
2: If God calls you into some, it gives you a dream for a big ministry, and you start. One well, of the first things you have to do is raise money. I mean, that I makes mean, one first sense. Yeah. You got to buy land, yeah, buy building, buy bin. equipment, yeah. you
0: know, yeah. hire people. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to do some of this this, this benevolent stuff that, you know, we, that we are supposed to be doing is, it takes what? It takes funds. It, mm-hmm. takes, work. Right. it takes resources for that. Right. So, you know, we talk about, The difference between entitlements, benevolence, and encouraging work and celebrating work, right? I want to give us a couple more scriptures. Um, I'm I'm in Proverbs fourteen, and I'm going to look at verse. Let's look at verse thirty-one. I'm going to read this in the Amplified too. He says, he who oppresses the poor taunts and insults his maker. But he who is kind and merciful and gracious to the needy honors him. Okay. So, again, that principle of being gracious and kind, merciful to those in need. Right? Now, let's go back to Proverbs 28. Now, this is the same chapter where we read, he that give up to the poor shall not lack, but he that out of his eyes shall have many a curse. That's verse 27. But let's go back up to verse 20. No, let's go to verse 19 and then read 22. In the New Living Translation, it says a hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. The trustworthy person will get a rich reward, but a person who wants quick riches will get into trouble. How much wisdom is in that?
2: A lot of people take a gun and go to the bank, to have quick riches, and they get in trouble. Yeah. They even said,
4: "I'm not dissing on anybody about playing the lottery. I have some friends who think it's good. I have some friends who think it's not. I've never personally done this. Is me. I just admit that I'm not going to judge anybody who does or doesn't. But I know they said most, isn't it, that like you know statistically speaking, that win like big, the big bucks and stuff." they lose it within like a year or two because mm-hmm. their lives are ruined. They're not
7: and they don't have planning a hand, it right. There's
4: no it. wisdom, you know, no with no it. Wisdom. They're just like blowing up like a huge house or mm-hmm. something. Instead of getting something small, building up,
1: investing it.
4: Stuff that we learn principles here that we're praying about, you know? <laughs> like and things, that's you know. even true
1: of a lot of the famous athletes. They came maybe from childhood poverty mm-hmm. and make all that money mm-hmm. and after a few years they are technically millionaires and don't have anything to show for it. And they get injured or something, and they have no money.
3: So I think because they, uh, ha- they
1: didn't have the wisdom.
3: There's another proverb. I think it says, "You know, riches that's gotten quick don't last." Yeah. And like you said, we somebody that come from, you know, skid row. Got
7: okay, you have out. no
3: idea how to manage right. that. Um level of wealth hmm. or like I said recently I'm not gonna call the young man lazy man young man's name but in sports he's in sports and he recently you know you know two million dollar contract you no know, um shoe deal but you know Steve like I said come from where he come from made a bad decision mm-hmm. and okay now that is sitting it's costing him financially. You know, it's costing him financially mm. because he had no. Once again, you hang hanging around with the wrong crowd. Or I have no idea because I'm not used to this. This is overnight, bam. You know, of course, his talent got him that, but we know we say, "Hey, you now, know, where I came your from, talent will get you there, but your character."
2: Where I came from was in. it was the drug dealers. I mean, they, they'd have. The best cars, the best clothes—they'd have their nails done. I, I mean, they had money coming in, but they were spending it as fast as they could get it. And you, it was obvious—you could tell. And then, when they, then you read the paper—they got busted, and uh, they'd be, they'd be poor. You know, as soon as they got out of jail, they were done. They had nothing, nothing saved, nothing. Yeah. You know.
1: Right. You may have plans to look at this verse, but I love this verse in uh, Proverbs thirteen eleven. Wealth. One in haste or unjustly or from the production of things for vain or detrimental use, such riches will dwindle away. But he who gathers little by little will increase his riches. Yeah, I think that's the and one. That's God's what way. is that? That's Amplified. Right. That's God's way. We increase little by little. We're okay. faithful within the increase he gives you. You're recipient for more. Mm-hmm.
3: But the mindset of, uh, if people say oh, you know, and I hear it all the time. Man, if I hit the lottery, Oh, I'm good. It's in, it's in that Be careful what you ask for. Well, because because
7: my my youngest brother works at home improvement and he's worked at lots of gay communities and he's earned the trust of a lot of them because he's, he does good work. Mm-hmm. He said that he has watched, as you could tell, the ones who have worked hard and they've got where they get He goes, because they, they might have a nice home in there, but they have the right kind and they're not trying to be showy; They just have earned it and then he says i've seen some because they come and go they go oh i've got all this money they've they've hit something in 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 financial situation they're working and they also they're they're wealthy but they go out like you said they do the same thing they buy the big house he goes when i work for somebody he goes, I've seen see somebody he goes they know how to just go in they buy what's within their means and they pay for it, and they they mm-hmm. build, build. They're there now because they've earned it. Mm-hmm. They don't just go out and buy a million dollar house. It's a nice house in that area that's in the hundreds of thousands or whatever it is. He goes, but they've learned. He goes, but the others. He goes, you could, all of a sudden it's, it's gone because they thought, oh, let me go buy the big house. Mm-hmm. He goes, you can't pay the taxes. You can't yeah. you can't keep up. you try trying to keep up with the Joneses and and whoever. And he goes, that's not how it's done. Is that after all these years yeah. of doing that, is that one of them are, it's like, well, then there, I have because there's some, some of the ones that do this that have oh, earned it, they are the most generous people. Because when you do something for them, they're not going to let you do anything. They're going, Here's more, is that enough? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want you to do a little, okay, if I pay you a little extra, would you do more? Mm-hmm. They know what the value is, they've earned it, they're there, they're living. That's a paying, understanding the value of They money. understand, they've, they've, they've. they've you
0: know they're wise here in the right way. Okay, let me um let me ask this then. because if now this is my perspective, I'm just throwing a question out here. Like somebody may say, you know, what right do you Christians have to legislate how I live? How do we respond to that? Like, what is it your business that I bought crab legs with my EBT?
1: Because it's not their money.
0: It's got my name on it. It's
1: taxpayers'
0: money. It's our money. A lot, gonna...
1: of, a lot I heard some people on a talk show. They called in. They were all upset about this. And their concept was is that they just turn on machines and print the money. So what difference does it make how it's distributed? Again, just a lack of understanding of economics. Where right. does that money come from?
6: Right yeah i think it's a
4: lot
6: of in, not ignorance ignorance, so just
4: ignorance. meaning you don't yeah you know, like you said you don't informed. um uninformed mm-hmm. and i thought about i was thinking about the word you know ephesians it's you know about let him steal steal no more you know right. and then they be like well i'm not stealing but if you lie about it, you obviously yeah. if you have the income for a nice beautiful big-time vehicle like that and you were able to still get food stamps. I'm just saying, you lied about it, so that technically you're stealing some of that, but you need to your food stamps, and it's like that's not good because that's the only awesome thing This was neighbor. something too,
7: I saw this morning. It was they went out with somebody I don't even know which one. It was this little video I saw real quick? They were out on talking to people, saying, and they were they were being not slick. They just wanted to to keep it like you know down like this. They go, okay, we have a survey. Would you like? do you think college ought to be free? And they said and was so many of them said, Oh yes, yes. He goes, Well, you can sign up here. And they started signing, so sort filled of this this application saying you back it up, blah blah blah. I said, Oh, and at the bottom it tells you, um, they want to know how much you're to donate of your salary every year to go towards the college. They go, Well, how much are you willing to put down there? And that question is on there too, and they go, oh, oh um we can't we can't do that right now. Um, no, None of them, you know, none of them was was committed. So we we want free college, so I'm just gonna pay for it. And they go, well, mm-hmm. we can't we can't pay for it right now. Mm-hmm. They, they they thought something different. of was once he said at the it's like, ooh, free college, free college. They weren't thinking through where's it gonna come from. And there's a
1: principle with the Lord. I don't know what you would call it. I guess it's taking care of what you've been given, showing appreciation for what the Lord's put into your hands. It's called stewardship. Stewardship. It's stewardship. It's that's the word I want. You're not going to do your best and study and work hard. What it, did it David say? I don't want anything that didn't cost me something. I know kids that went to, through school on, on free scholarships, and yet depending on they did okay, but I watched other kids. I had to work my way through with three jobs, and I saw other kids on free rides. They weren't studying. It didn't mean that much to them because it wasn't costing them anything. It took me ten years to pay my college back. they were playing beer pong at they... night. Yeah, they're out partying <laughs> while I'm in there studying, and I'm thinking, this just isn't right. Yeah. You know, and as a personal testament, a friend of mine—I mean, she admittedly told me that she's a
4: believer and loves Jesus, everything—and she told me, she, this was a year ago. This was years ago." But she, like, now—I mean, she's told me that she, her first year of college when she was her early twenties, she had decided to go. Her mom paid for it, and she said she did not appreciate. She told me, she goes. I sat. I watched TV. I didn't study. Her last three years before whatever, um, she had to pay for it, and she cracked down. And she thanked her mama. She "I'm so yeah. sorry, and mom, Her mom forgave her. You know, she loved her, but she mm. said she
2: appreciated
1: it. You value what you work for.
2: Okay, let me um, I used to work for a rich lady, and uh, I heard her buy, order, buy a car one time mm-hmm. on, over the telephone. She's yeah. She called the salesman, honey. You know that little red convertible I was looking at? Can you put get one with everything in it? and, uh, and uh, put tags on it for me and deliver it to the house. Call me first, and I'll tell the maid. I'll leave a check with the maid for how much it is. And she hung up. That was her car deal. I looked at her, and, and so I, I lived there for about a year with her. And near the end, we, we really got to be good friends. And uh, uh, she let me figure out her money. And I figured out that she was in her 60s then. And I said, if you live to be 90, you can spend eight thousand dollars a day for the rest of your life and still have all the money that you have now in stocks and bonds. That's how much money she had. She but had a multi-million had- dollar house down at the beach, and she had another one at Lynn Haven.
1: But she was one of the most insecure people. You Very, know. Extremely Isn't insecure. Her friends were. Money don't buy happiness, as they
0: say. Yeah, let me let me cut in here because I know this is. This is one of those topics where you know we we could go a little deeper and and you know things oh, would get a little more maybe more conscious. But <laughs> the, the the reality is that you know there's a responsibility that we have individually as mm-hmm. you know people, and then us as the body of believers, and then you know our people that we put in public office should we we want to support a a godly manifestation of biblical principles on a state or local level right when it comes to this stuff mm-hmm. because when you talk about scholarships and school being free right now obviously they're like, in, like what Terry was saying, they're going to be individuals that are not going to value that at all. But then there's also individuals mm-hmm. that if it wasn't free, they couldn't go. Yeah. Right. It's, it's they right. just couldn't go. And they will right. be appreciative. Yeah. The problem so,
1: is who, when the person, how it's decided. We had five children and my mother made five thousand dollars a year. Virginia Tech said that my mother should be able to give one thousand dollars a year to my education. That's absurd. And there were other kids who came from more brothers and sisters had to eat, more affluent homes, and they were on full rides. And I worked three jobs, plus had loans that took me ten years to pay back. Those kind of injustices—that's that's what hurts.
0: Well, the scripture talks about false balances and false weights.
6: Yes. Right. I have right. a question. What does that word "fat" mean in twenty? Is it twenty-five? He that is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he that puts his trust in the Lord shall he be fat. Yeah.
0: Version I'm looking at Amplified says, "Blessed and prosperous mm, to, to grow, become prosperous, prosperous, anoint." Right, so you don't have to. We don't have to worry about getting bloated <laughs> Wait, when, we, when we put our trust not, in the Lord. It's not. It's not gonna bloat us. What did it say? <laughs> prosperous,
4: yeah. Prosperous I
6: mean, that, that was, to <laughs> to anoint because that's what that's what that word fat in that
0: context means. Because you'll see that in the Old Testament where. Um, They'll use that word fat to talk about the the anointing or something prospering, because just think about it in order to to get even to get physically fat. There has to be an abundance of food that will produce that. Right. So that's that's what that's what that's that's what that's coming from.
6: So I put my trust in the Lord when I was following Kenneth Copeland and he asked God for a car. I paid for a car, and I did that. Now, it's a long story, and but I got my car, and I didn't, I mean, I had a job, and it, I had the money, but I ended up, I got a new car, and God gave me the cash, so that was me trusting in the Lord, and the Bible says you have not because you ask not, so maybe you didn't know that, that that's what you should have done, was ask God to provide. And you did it all yourself because well, maybe she you were a kid. Oh, no. She
2: wasn't saving. Well,
6: I, oh well, then that's like a different. ballgame. Then okay. that's just a completely different ball game because you didn't have the Lord. So I thought so. Well, we know. But, but we but know Julius, now. Julius he provides everything for it's us. the it's the
1: those that decide those in power have what I consider unjust weights and balances, and it's. In my heart, I honestly believe there is very little, well, I think government policy puts people against people. I blame the government and its policies for a whole lot of the issues that are in our society just by the rulings that they make. Because I'm telling you, I was one of the... I worked with a whole bunch of those people in the dining hall in different places and I wasn't the only one that those things happened to.
2: The guys on a football scholarship are having cake parties every night. You
0: know, and even the thing about that, now somebody would, you know, you would say that, but then you talk about how much finance and resources that these these large Power Five universities are pulling in? They should pay those guys from from these student athletes. They should pay those athletes, right? Because see, and like I said, that's like the whole to get the whole spectrum of that. Right. So you expect this young man to let's say he he comes from Skid Row, so to speak. He comes from there. You give him a scholarship. He has a good meal plan, but he got brothers and sisters back home that don't have nothing mm-hmm. right but their full ride is just supposed to keep him satisfied and content while he got family that's, that's hurting but you are making billions of dollars for your university
3: yeah, through
0: endorsements through concessions right Ooh, Na- name likeness didn't they just pass them and, and all the law
2: that they're allowed to, to back products now yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. And so I think, I think yeah. they should be paid according to the, how much money the university is taking. Well, like I said, so they're professionals to what, professional so what, starts, what he that said, I remember
3: a story with a young man. He he, said he was in college, family's poor. And like he, he said, he had, had a scholarship ride, right, but had a meal plan. But, you know, of course, the meal, the cafe, when still open a certain time. it shuts down. And he said, We're hungry. And he said, He told his coach, right? He called his coach because now the NCAA rule was you can't take anything get give, give the guys right. anything. You can't buy nothing. I don't care what it is. And he called he he called this coach and said, look, I'm hungry. We you know, and now on him. he says, Man, we starving it down. He says He told coach like this, if you don't do something, we better do something illegal. Cause we hungry and <laughs> He says Coach went and bought and them some like a thing, you no know, tacos for one dollar, mm-hmm. and then bought them like a whole bunch of tacos. He said we, <laughs> we bought them, yeah. We might do something illegal because we hungry. I mean, right? We
0: got
3: these are football big.
0: These guys are starving. Mm-hmm. And see, and, that, and that's what I'm saying, you know, because we you got when you're looking at this issue, you know, you got to look at it from a full spectrum, right, right, right. because. You know it, because there are different narratives that'll come out in reference to this. But the whole idea of fair weights and balances—that's what I think. That's the biggest key that's missing, and especially in reference to the government, like on on a state level, right, secular level. But as far as us as the body, I want to get off this subject, but let me just, just ask this. All right. As far as benevolence programs in ministry, all right, what is how how what is a godly way to to do that to because there are a lot of you know churches that just don't do benevolence no more. Yeah. Right. So how do you do that in a way that is not subsidizing
2: Bad behavior, You person, know, yeah.
0: bad behavior. You know, lack of work ethic, while honoring what the Lord is in, is telling us clearly to do.
3: Well, I think you have to have some some guidelines where people qualify. I mean,
1: and not make it a lifetime entitlement. Right. In other words, help people find employment, right. whether the church hires people or whether you have right. contacts and. Help people get out of where they're out of there.
2: But the whole, system, the whole system's got to be in sync. Because if, if you have somebody who wants to take you to court and you have a judge that's not in sync, all of a sudden you're, it's going to be all messed up again.
1: Remember when you were working at New Covenant and they people came from the food pantry mm-hmm. and you said that one guy had okay. told other people... You tell it than I do. He
2: he he was telling people to come to get to the food, right? Mm-hmm. So one day I was over there working, and he was the last guy in line, and they ran out of food for him. And he said, "But that lady up there, I told her about this place. She got my food." He said, <laughs> And I heard a preacher preach it one time. He said, "You can take a thousand dollars and find a random house anywhere. Go knock on the door and give them a thousand dollars." He said, "The first time you do it." They're going to cry and say they love you and hug on you, and the next time they'll be a little less enthusiasm. So you do it for two years. He said, and then one day you go past their house and go to the next house. And the guy will open the door and yell, where are you going with my money? He said, it ceases to be yours. They're entitled now. So that, that's a good way to, to set the show it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right. All right.
5: Uh,
1: it's a difficult question.
5: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very difficult.
5: It is. It is. I was just thinking about that, and that's, and and I think that's when, you know, actions, you know, a lot of times speak louder than words. But in this case, that's what I would just like because I don't have an answer for it. I would just this one prayer really comes into place, and I would just kind of just pray for a resolution to the problem, and for God to give wisdom to whoever is making a decision to make a good, to make the proper and correct decision, because, you know, I don't know, I don't have a clue, you know, really don't. And about the economics and that kind of thing involved and, you know, the ministries that, that we're involved in. I mean, I cause I work, you know, I don't physically, you know, involved in probably, you know, feeding the poor and some things. You know, maybe when we retire, we might do a little more of that, but basically the ministries we involve in, they're, they're our giving agent, you know, and we really appreciate that because that is true, which said you, not all of ministries are uh, continuing with their benevolent program, but, um, you know, we're involved with one that does, and, you know, feed the poor, prison ministries and all kinds of stuff, you know, so. It, you know, I'm appreciative of that, so I know that you know my giving is really going to something. Mm-hmm. But
1: if we go back and look at the church before it got institutionalized, the church is the people. If you look at at the New Testament, they took care of each other. It didn't the, the burden was not put on the building, the people that run the building, right? It was an individual. Those people next to you, your neighbors. Take care of your neighbors. It wasn't expected that it had to be the institution that took care of people. And we've kind of lost sight of that. And then people say, well, I tell you, give my money to the church, so, you know, they, it's up to them to take care of it. No, that does not absolve us from the personal responsibility of caring for our neighbors. And I think we've lost that.
0: And that's the you know, and that's the, the con of having a structured, a very structured church like, you know, organizational type of ministry, right? Because if you know, if in order for it to function, there has to be a level of finance to support that. Right. And then, you know, and if you have if there's a push to to give to this ministry xyz then you you're going to the average household is probably going to exhaust a lot of their giving into that one ministry so it's placing a lot of responsibility on that institution to distribute right and then in any time you have something that's large an organization, there has to be a level of, of systems that come into play. And when there's systems, then, you know, it thing, things can't be as organic as we read about, right? You know, there has to be systems, checks, and all that, because there are more people involved. Right? I think the, just the whole structure
1: does something to the thinking. I already give to that. It, it We know it changed us when we quit looking at, and I'm not trying to debate time, but when we quit looking at that obligatory amount of money that we had to give the church, and we opened our eyes and looked around us and saw the needs and saw what God would put on our hearts, it changed our giving completely. Our giving was much more out this way to those around us. And it
2: it increased. It wasn't just 10%. It was a lot more.
1: And it, it was really a wonderful awakening for us because before, our eyes were really closed. We had tunnel vision to people who were in need because uh-huh, we give all our money to the church. We don't have anything left to. And a lot
2: of people say, well, I paid my tithe, and they're closed to give anything else. In other words, if,
4: I paid It really my
1: tithe. opened us yeah, up to looking at people's needs account and, and the people around yeah, I mean, us. I mean,
4: even yeah. if you look at it in that. the institution way, if you look at your church building like you have a big church, you go like, uh, cost of electricity. And then, you know, my pastor, he has to have if he doesn't work outside the church, he has to have some kind of, you know, income. And then you think about this and this, and then we give to whatever, you know, the streets and have some kind of ministries, like it starts to make you think of individualizing instead So like you said, like don't forget you know, the programs,
2: every church has to have five or yeah, six. But, and, but programs. Even, even, so,
1: even if you did give to support the building and the salaries and all that. It ha- there has to be something that changes our focus. That yeah. who is your brother? Who whom should we be helping? The people around us, you know, our neighbors, the people closest to you. Those are the people that you have the most influence over, and and they're the ones are kind of like removed from us. Well, that's see, because now we say, well, let them get some money from the government. I'm not giving them anything. Well, especially if you we pay push everything size, now on the you're, government, you satisfy so,
2: your debt to God. I used to think going oh, to church every day, volunteering for something and paying the tithe. That was it. And I remember one day sitting there and thinking, is this it? Is this all there? I'm to sing that song. <laughs> is, that, so is this all there is, my friend? know. <laughs> yeah, but.
1: but I think also it gives you that the concept, well, let the government take care of those government programs for they, that. And so you feel absolved from any personal responsibility for helping the poor.
4: They said that. It was a minister. Mom and I used to listen to it. Some good things, but just don't personally anymore. But he had some good stuff. And, I mean, he did talk about, he got he came into a church and he talked, he was on a teaching. He goes, he it was a mega church. And he got, like, I think all the women in the church were single to stand up. All single moms. Or, um, yeah, all, all to stand up. And he got the ones, he goes, okay, if any of you have been asked after church on Sunday in the past month by a family to go out to eat, I want you to sit down minute mm-hmm. sat down and it's so hurtful because I know, you know, i a single mom here I got my mom and I go, then it was like he asked another question, he goes, has any of you had a broken washing broke machine and you had, you know, and a gentleman his and his wife come it. by, and you know, and help very any few, any family and then sat and, and, and then there was like hundreds, I guess, you know, of, you you know, of these single women standing up and you could tell he said that they were tearing up and everything and he looked at the church, he goes, That is where you need to have your heart. This is where your ministry is. And, you know, they were like holding back tears as ladies. And I go, well, we forget because, like we said, we Mm -hmm. kind of institutionalize and we structure it so hard that we're like, wait, who's me? I love your neighbor. Who's my neighbor? Okay. Mm -hmm. No, I'll be there. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. Now we're going to transition to another um, topic. All right. Separation of church and state separation of church and state that's a one okay. <laughs> is that such a thing does it exist no. is it a reality
7: No. no.
0: alright let me go to let's go to Leviticus 19 Leviticus 19 we're going to look at verse 17 1917 mm-hmm. that
2: was a good year I love
0: that. Okay. Uh, I will. All right, I'm gonna read in the King James and then I'm gonna read in the New Living. Alright. In the King James it says Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. In the New Living, it says, do not nurse hatred in your heart for any of your relatives. Confront people directly so you will not be held guilty for their sin. Now, I'm looking at this, right? Now, you have the idea of moral issues, right? Issues of morality and community, government, right? We are in the world. We're not of the world, but we are in it, right? So how how do we be good citizens, right? Good neighbors, and be beholding to what we are being directed to do? Right, because we have the concept of the separation of church and state. That whole concept, church shouldn't have nothing to do with government. Right. That, that's not it. The
2: government
3: can't make any law against the church. They turned it around.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I
3: think we are. As far as the church is concerned, we we're good at. At throwing people away versus just setting boundaries. Okay. Yeah, you're right. We're good we kill our wounded. Right. We just if we don't agree with them or they yeah. like in this case they're yeah. saying we just awesome. I ain't got nothing to do with it. Instead of just sure. saying, you know what, um, no, I don't agree with you on that. But the, I'm not gonna throw you away, but I'm gonna in some cases you may have set boundaries. Mm-hmm. You may have to say, okay, no well I'm I'm not doing this or we're not doing this I disagree with you but not throw them away to the point where we just oh I ain't nothing to do with you you know you bad you going to hell whatever case may be no in some cases we just have to set boundaries I was in the church because I was divorced
2: I was allowed to give money and I was allowed to volunteer to do manual labor I couldn't do nothing else couldn't teach a Sunday school class couldn't do anything and did uh, they bring in guys that would give testimonies? That they've been rapers, murderers, been in prison for twenty years. Naked and these guys are these guys are on the platform. <laughs> and they're saying I couldn't do that. And they didn't even ask me if I divorced somebody or if yeah. I was a victim. They just figured, if you divorce, that's it. You're you're out of it. The, they put an X on you, you know.
3: Well when it comes to the right? state, I think that's what we do. We don't throw it people away. Don't throw but we just need to I think we need to have boundaries. So we said, Okay, well we, we can't go here. We can't go there, but you know, we still love you, but we can't go there. Well, I think we need to be better at setting boundaries first, and just saying, mm-hmm. want nothing to do with you."
2: That church I went to, I had to sign a paper. You couldn't become a member for five years. You had to be a tithing member for five years, and, and and then you could be the full voting member. And you had to sign a paper saying you would you would never go into a place that served alcohol. You would never smoke a cigarette. I mean, they, they had it like it was like the Old Testament, and they just. Had, and I agreed with everything, but I didn't like the fact that I had to sign a paper for it. Right. But I did anyway. But
4: you know the whole separation of church and state too, thing again from the point of view of a girl who went through a Christian-based like curriculum in my high school. Just saying, um, it was very interesting to find out that back like when our nation started and stuff, they would have laws like about church, like little legal laws, like you couldn't take communion only if you're like parents were members of the church and this and that and i really think personally i think what they were saying where i read from and anybody research it please i don't think google would give the christian perspective on it but you know some good research if i'm wrong but however it would be like um uh you know it it was like the law or like the state it was in like the church like you know where we, we take communion sometime here it would be like okay well there's a law like literally a police officer coming here say, well you know you're not allowed to take communion because well you know your grandmother you know she wasn't a member of the church or whatever and that's where i think it came from is it was weird so they had to make legislation that okay let's keep the state and church separate but not like keep um moral legislation out of the state it just was you know not having it worse like structuring the church in a really weird way like that.
2: You know? had yeah, a bunch of legalistic people that yeah. power power just went to their heads.
4: Exactly. They just lost their
2: minds with power. And
4: they try to like through the state do that instead of just letting it be the heart. Instead
2: you know, of realizing it's Jesus in your heart that's
0: gonna. Yeah,
4: control exactly. You to,
0: First, okay. They were trying to yeah, do it research.
4: Externally. It. You know,
5: curious.
0: But, all right. You know. Well, all right. Let's 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 continue down this train then, if we are called to be salt and light right and separation of church and state really is a, the original intent was for to keep the state out of the pocket or the or the let the, the operation of the church why isn't there a political arm in north american Christian church, why why don't they? Well, isn't there a specific political representation of um, separate from the two party system we have now?
2: I don't think we have the spine for it. I think a lot of churches are just trying to go along to get along. It's too much disunity, I think, because it's oh, well, it we should be this way. No, God thinks this.
4: Yeah, um, you no, know, the scripture says this. <laughs> you wouldn't exactly. even agree in the church. Was exactly. the church's
6: person?
2: How can we?
4: Be an arm when you know the arms not working together.
0: It's kind of like that. oh, that, but that's a real indictment, damn. Yes,
1: it is.
0: It is. So, and Jesus said, "They will know you by the love you have one mm-hmm. for another." Mm-hmm.
7: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's an indictment.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, on how do we like on the individual level? How do we work to fix that? Now, obviously, we're not going to select a a. A a presidential candidate here tonight, right? <laughs> but how do we like? How do we flesh this out without falling into the the trap of the two party system and having having to submit to one or the other if we want to exercise our voting rights as citizens?
4: we need to pray, I think. Really pray just It's pretty
2: always, easy. You just, you just go go through the scripture and then uh, see which party most represents it.
3: I'm not, say I, I'm not gonna say I know how to practice, but I do I would say we need to be more kingdom minded. Mm-hmm. I understand the kingdom. And you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make an account to Jesus yeah. for, for who you yeah. voted for. I'm not sure how to That out, but I think understanding the kingdom, what the kingdom is all about, I think that is the start. Begin to understand that we all must be kingdom minded to be able to understand. Okay, what's our purpose? What is the purpose? And get on that one page. I saw. I saw Baptist guys in a parking lot discussing
2: abortion. They were all for it. It was on the news program. They, They were all for it. And I thought killing a baby that Jesus created, that they create God created in the womb before it has a chance to breathe. How can you say, "Yeah, I'm for that"? I mean, that's just.
1: Mm. But are we working backwards? I know Andrew says that if the church were doing the church were doing what it's supposed to be doing, we wouldn't have these issues. We, we wouldn't have such a vast difference of.
2: That's why we. That's why we're we're having. Reform now, and Reformation's uh, just starting, breaking out all over the country. That's the only thing that can change the heart of people is God.
4: I think it's true too. The dissatisfaction, people are getting tired of playing church, and they really want a relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. healthy relationships with brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think more of that. It's gonna, it'll change. Everything else will just fall off of that. You know, the relationship with God and each other, and then really? it gets get stronger, and then we can work together, and then we can change the world.
0: You're cheating. It can't be your answer to everything,
3: <laughs> well,
0: See, even, even, a even, right even right? though that's the correct answer. Yeah, even to
3: what, to what um, Julie said, yeah, I mean, of it um, course we here, we agree with you, but I'm not sure. I'm me place. person. I'm not sure if the church really understands what you just said. Relationship.
4: It's hard. It really. It, it, I mean. I don't sure. know if
3: we, it, because I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not Oh, yeah. Because to me, you. the i the church idea of, of this shit, you know, gonna say all about it, but for what I see a lot of is well, you know what? In this case, I believe in Jesus and I understand who he is, Lord and Savior. But yeah, I'm out here just doing my own thing. Yeah. I'm
4: going
3: to go live my life the way I want to live it. But you know, I'm, I'm a believer and I believe in Jesus and I understand who he is and what he did for me. And he's just
1: something on the side. Yeah, he's
3: just something on the side. And then when I need him to and come in, you know, when tragedy hits him. or circumstances hit me hard, I do understand who he is. And then, of course, you know, I see a lot, well, you know, well, when stuff happens, we just embrace it, you know, and say, well, you know what? God knew what he was doing. Um, mm-hmm. But yet, maybe we caused it or you didn't walk in your authority. Yeah. So what you saying, I agree, but I'm saying I don't know if we really fully agree with you, understand yeah. because obviously I see a lot of people who say they believe in Jesus and they're, they're saints and even not only yeah on my daily walk with people and I see it or and I look at the celebrity, uh-huh. Hollywood same thing, but I see people just doing stuff that's like, okay well, I mean once again, we're not perfect, but if you understand that God's not happy with that or you know that's wrong and just embrace it like, hey, well, I'm a believer, but yeah. I'm just going to live. Yeah, go with the word, go with the flow. And I'm yeah. saying, do you really understand relationship? If that relationship gets
2: to a certain point where you do, you if you sin, you're going to feel like he's spitting his eye. I mean, that stops you from saying immediately. When when you when your relationship with him is so close that when you do something wrong, you feel like you've really offended him. I mean, down inside, and you say, right. "Oh Lord, forgive me. I am so sorry. I went there." I mean, and, and that's that's what what changes hearts. I think because deep yeah, in the
1: relationship, though, we are the body of Christ. We are the physical body of Christ on this earth. Mm-hmm. So it's letting. This Christ and this Christ and that Christ, loose to live every day. It's like you're Christ walking around on the earth. Now do what Christ, Christ. be who you are, right? We don't, people don't know that. That's our job. We are Christ on this earth, guided by Holy Spirit. And that's how we're we're supposed to behave and think and interact Mm -hmm. and do. But I don't think we think of ourselves that way. We think the way you were describing it first. I do all these things, and he's kind of on the shelf, yeah. he's separate, yeah. and I give him, you know, a little few minutes every day. They don't, We're not realizing we are. We have him inside of us. That's our new identity. Yeah. That's who yeah. we are. We're supposed to allow him to live his life through us every day, everywhere.
3: But when I read that scriptures, would
1: everything.
3: when I read scriptures like you know, and I remember coming up reading scriptures like. When Jesus says, "If you're gonna come after me, you must first deny yourself," I'm like, i remember gonna read." It like, "Okay, man, this is pretty serious."
1: Very. It's all you must deny
3: yourself. You know, scripture like, "Take up your cross and follow me." I mean, that's pretty serious.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: He said, "Deny self," and I it's like, "Okay." And so you have to understand the scope. of well, what does that really mean? What is he asking me? And to me, he's asking. As you just talk about the word relationship, yeah. he's asking for a serious commitment, and so I'm saying, okay. So when I think of that, when I read scriptures like that, okay, what does that really mean? Well, you know, anytime I deny yourself and taking your cross, am I really doing this, or you know, as he, he's where how, how do I walk this out? How do I make this practical? So, Living
1: sacrifice,
3: right?
4: You know what I think a big problem is to just personally, you know, with like folks not understanding it, like they'll be like. I don't get it, you know? Like, let's structuralize again, and we we need to just play church or just live through life, you know? I think it's because we make it all about And again. I always say that. My big coign thing, I'll say it's heaven or hell. Now, we don't want to go to hell, except Jesus. You don't want to go to hell. But however, if anybody's listening, but however, it's all been made about heaven or hell, heaven or hell, heaven or hell. Yeah. And it's nothing about this life. It's nothing that God really cares about your everyday life. And he has the best for you. And he wants you to know his goodness so you can show other people your, his goodness. And it's never, you know, like it, the meaning is wrong. Because I, I thought about, you know, the church moving and doing what it's supposed to do. And I go, the church is not dead, of course, in the general sense, what it's supposed to do. I remember and I know, if anybody listening or anybody here might know what I'm talking about, but it just broke my heart years ago it's been 10 years now, a very famous mainstream actor died and he stood for some ideals that were not godly um, and a church, I think it was down in the south, I don't know who it was, I don't remember but they literally they boycotted his funeral like they literally like they were up against him having I don't know, like against him having a funeral all this stuff, and I am sitting there, mom and I talked about it, a couple of Christian friends true christian friends yes i went there that we had we talked about like we should be sending letters to his widow we should be showing our support but i go again i think where it comes from the religion and the deep religion like that it's no love anymore there's no like is, the is, about it, is that that church
2: used to go around with signs uh, when, when, GIs, <laughs> when gis died say 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 good your kid died God that's didn't want to know I would, I would imagine. It yeah, about, that church was yeah.
4: out there. And I just go, you know, just to love like we're supposed to, and then love mm-hmm. others, and mm-hmm.
6: you know that kind of
0: thing. I mm-hmm. Would mm-hmm. Just show a lot of hatred. Let's let's go to Matthew five since we mentioned that scripture. Matthew five thirteen and fourteen. And I'm gonna read this in the amplified. Now just Jesus Jesus talking to his disciples here. Matthew five, thirteen and fourteen, he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, purpose, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything, but to be thrown out and walked on by people when the walkways are wet, wet and slippery. You are the light of Christ to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden.
1: Okay. I found this on the web for set on a hill cannot be hidden. (laughs) Check it out. Thank
0: you, Siri. Thank you, Siri. She's such a
1: good
0: sister. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light Shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds in more excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven.
7: Amen. (laughs) See, that's coming from when you're doing something, do it all as unto the Lord. We clean. Lots of times there's nobody around. We can do this certain this and it's sometimes I'm tired and i don't doing the best because I'm tired that's human but most of the time I'm doing it they're not there going like you missed this spot you do this this I'm doing it unto the Lord and a long time ago I said I never was bonded I go my word is my bond here and we're you know worse on anything to you know we talk about um oh, even you know um lawyer stuff they come in they break stuff all the time commitments are broke and that's from it should be from the heart and she would tell me i've I've heard people go why are you like this i go why am i not i'm a word i try my best to do the best if she's looking at me or not but people look at it's like why are you like that that's what it should be people's going like because there's a change. There's." Relationship with God is not perfect. I make mistakes here you're going do stuff. But basically, a world, your your word should mean something to the world. I'm coming. If I can come, you come. Stuff like that. If you're letting your
2: light shine, uh, you're not doing stuff that they do. You're doing the opposite. And people will notice. Even strangers will notice. You know, if you're saying, you saying a line, somebody comes with a bunch of stuff, you let them go ahead. All those people noticed. You know, so that's let, just letting your light shine. I mean, it's just—it's a constant, all, and it's denying yourself at the same time.
7: I can hardly go through anybody's line if I have a real person without going, "How was your day?" They're mm-hmm. going, Who are you? Nobody asks that anymore.
2: I ask them when I look at them if I know they're a Christian, and i somebody i don't know how I know. I know. I look at them and say, "How long have you known him?" And they go, "How do you know?" It takes sometimes people do that. Sometimes <laughs> you can just see
7: people having a bad day, and I know "I just want to leave them with a little bit of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the hope that comes from God." It, it, even if it leaves door, you don't even have to say it's like there's something different about her,
0: right? And so you don't have to say anything; it's your works. I know we've been talking about you know social issues and systems and structures, but you know systems and structures. They don't change overnight, right? Mm-hmm. Right, but us individually being salt and light—that's within our wheelhouse,
7: mm-hmm.
0: right? So just remembering how how much you can be used to make a difference, even if on the outside it doesn't seem like a whole lot, you know, you, you know, a butcher, you. Drive a bus, your plumber, right? If that light is shining, somebody gonna see it mm-hmm. because, and like we've said before, you know, as time continues to pass on, the darkness is getting darker. So as your light, light will, mm-hmm, will continue, it will it will it's brighter, brighter mm-hmm. and and have a greater span of influence. Because of the darkness that's around it, mm-hmm. you know. So, and that's how we can, you know, be a influence in these systems and structures, you know, not with a picket sign, you know, cussing you each other that out. Let the light shine on
2: everybody you meet every day, yeah. and, and it grows. It just, right. it grows, and people notice more. And you don't have to know them. You don't have to be doing it for them. You're just doing it just because the love of Christ right. is in you, and you want to spread it
0: around. And this is the only way yeah, for is. us to see the synergy that's necessary
6: mm-hmm.
0: for the world to really see christ
7: we have to be him in order for people to see
0: him right? <clears throat> all right social media family thank you for joining us i'll see you next week
2: and thank you, you.